Anyhow, the Mets played a game against Nicaragua. It was 2-0. It took two hours and 45 minutes, which is long, which led me to believe they're they're probably not using the pitch clock. Like, even in these exhibition games uh, between a spring training team and a WBC team, that they're not. So, I I don't know, because the game wasn't on TV, so I, I can't tell you. It's not like I was able to watch it. But I did put on very briefly, real quick, uh, the Cuba game the other night at 11 o'clock at night in the Cuban Netherlands. I watched five minutes of it. Let me tell you something. Go watch the WBC. And you're going to remind, you're going to come back and say, yeah, I guess I like that pitch clock. Dude, there was a game, and I didn't see it, that took place on Wednesday morning. And I think it was ah Chinese Taipei, really China, uh, Taiwan. I don't like Chinese Taipei, but that's what we're supposed to call them. Taiwan against China? I don't know. Four hours? The game Panama. Was, was it Panama? Yeah. Thank you, Pete. First Panama. Four hours? That's a thing of the past. We're not going to deal with that crap anymore. So go watch. Like, I'm going to watch USA Great Britain Saturday night. I'm excited. And then about halfway through, I'm going to say to myself, this is going to take forever. It's like college football. So God bless the clock. All right, real quick. So the Mets played Nicaragua. Remember. Lindor, Team Puerto Rico. Eduardo Escobar, Team Venezuela. Pete Alonso, Team America. Jeff McNeil, Team America. Omar Navarez, Team Venezuela. They they basically lost everybody. Brandon Nimmo, not ready to play spring training games. I'll get back to you. Starling Marte, not ready to play spring training games. I'll get back to you. So the Mets have nobody. So listen to this lineup. All right? Leading off the shortstop, Luis Guillerme. Batting second, the catcher, Francisco Alvarez. Batting third, Pete's favorite player. Second baseman, Danny Mendick. Batting fifth, or batting fourth, the designated hitter, the only regular in this damn lineup, Daniel Vogelback. Imagine you bought tickets to a spring training game and the only regular is Daniel Vogelback. Batting fifth, right fielder. We claimed him on waivers two and a half weeks ago. Jalen Davis. Batting whatever I'm up to. Sixth, left fielder. You may remember him with the Orioles. DJ Stewart. Batting seventh, first baseman, Mark Vientos. All right, cool. Batting eighth, third baseman, Brett Beatty. And batting ninth, a guy who I've seen like every spring training game I've watched. That, of course, is center fielder Lorenzo Cedrola. <laughs> what the hell is this? Oh, so, my God. I can't hear you, Pete. What'd you say? Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, who got the one hit? So the one hit was by a guy who came in late in the game, and you love him, Ronnie Mauricio. So there that's you cool. go. It is cool that he got the hit. This is going to be, you know, I'm already at the point of spring training where I'm done. Like, I, I went through those cycles maybe a few weeks ago with you guys where I said, excited for pitchers and catchers, the first couple of games, and then I'm done. I was done probably about four or five days ago, maybe longer. But now I'm really done. Because that's the Met lineup. Now, granted, Francisco Alvarez, cool to watch. Mark Vientos, cool to watch. Ronnie Mauricio, cool to watch. So 
Brett Beatty, of course, cool to watch. So they have a lot of young guys that we're, we're excited about, that we want to see. So even though who cares about Lindor, who cares about Alonzo in spring training, and I totally get that, it is still tough. It's tough to see a lineup like this and be like, oh, I can't wait to watch this game. So they lost a lot of guys to the WBC. I mean, you can watch World Baseball Classic games, and then you'll see this Met team, but boy, they've been ravaged. There's nobody left. Well, my question to you is this, like, right, a lot of the team is either, a lot of the regulars are either hurt, not ready to play, or the World Baseball Classic. So the, is there any way that any of these young kids can even steal a spot? Is, it, is, it, is there anything they even judge? Is, it, is it, there any possible way? It doesn't, like, think about this. It doesn't affect the roster because it, the battle spots that we talked about, the spots that you could kind of rationalize as a battle, they're not going to be affected by the fact that Pete Alonso is playing for Team USA. It's not affected by even Eduardo Escobar. I mean, is he really in danger of losing the third base job? I'm skeptical about that whole thing. What it does allow is more at-bats. That, and that, that is the positive. So, you know, Ronnie Mauricio is probably going to get a little, a few more at-bats. I mean, he was going to get at-bats anyway. Mark Vientos was probably going to get at-bats anyway. Does it give more at-bats to Danny Mendick? I guess. Does it give more at-bats to Jalen Davis, who's a depth outfielder? That's all he is. He's not making the major league team, barring a cavalcade of injuries, I guess. So I don't really think it affects who makes the roster or not, but it does allow a lot more opportunities. That's for sure. Same thing with the innings, because they didn't lose a lot of pitchers to the WBC, but Adam Adovino's playing, Brooks Raleigh's playing. Like They did lose a handful of guys. But the guys who are competing for spots are still competing. So I don't really think it changes anything other than you wanting to turn on SNY on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon to watch this team play. I think that's where it's affected. When do they typically like start to cut the roster down and send people back? Stuff like that? Like when, when, when would typically guys like Mauricio and Alvarez get sent back and like not be on the team anymore. That that'll be affected. Cause like right around now, or at least in the next week or two, you'd start to see guys go back to minor league camp, but the Mets can't do that because they need guys to play. They need guys to fill out the roster, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't really impact anything. It doesn't other than our own viewing and maybe seeing more young guys than we would have. It really doesn't impact much. By the way, are you into the WBC? Will you watch any of these games? I've seen moments of it. Like actually, my it's weird. Uh, my my middle guy Nick, he uh, not the biggest sports fan, but loves the World Baseball. He loved the uh, World Cup. He loves just countries. So he's actually like he wanted to know what happened with the 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 eleven o'clock game, the Netherlands. He wanted to see the Netherlands win, Netherlands win. So he was happy about that. He was up early watching the uh, Panama uh, China. Uh, what was it? Who they pan on play? Chinese Taipei or Taiwan? Yeah, yeah. He was watching that game, so he actually is very much into it. He wants to stay up till eleven o'clock tonight to watch whatever game is on. Nice. So, so it it creates a different element of um, excitement, I guess, for some other people that typically aren't into baseball. Am I going to watch Saturday night? Yeah, but I'm not really going to be. Wa- I haven't watched enough so far. Yeah, it, I think I'm interested. I think I am. I was into the first one. I actually traveled to San Diego to watch the first ever World Baseball Classic. I think I'm into it. You know, Saturday night, 9 o'clock, USA, Great Britain. Okay, kids are asleep. My wife's passing out. All right, I'll put it on. But I mean it. I really do. The the, the no-pitcher's clock is a problem. 
Like I've already trained my brain into that new pace of baseball because I've watched a handful of spring training games and I'm already, oh, I like this pace. It's moving at a quick pace and the WBC really doesn't have it. By the way, one thing did happen in a Mets spring training game the other day that is worthy of talking about. It's really, really important. And it was disgusting. The New York Mets on Tuesday night, after an off day on Monday, played a baseball game against the Houston Astros. I'm not going to complain about the fact that they blew a ninth inning lead. Zach Green is not helping himself out in his chance of making this roster. He gave up three runs, blew the save, had to be pulled. I'd say Zach Green right now needs to turn things around, okay, because he has not been impressive. What I've seen him, not just by looking at box scores, and when I've seen him pitch. But there was something else from that game. The New York Mets started somebody at first base in that game. It was not Pete Alonso. He left. He went to the WBC. The guy who started for the first time in spring training on Tuesday night was Darren Ruff. Darren Ruff was back. Remember, he had the wrist issue. He had the cortisone shot. And it took all the way until Tuesday, March 7th, for Darren Ruff to get at-bats. Darren Ruff had three at-bats, and he was 0 for 3 with two strikeouts. Darren Ruff was in mid-season form, and he's facing Framber Valdez. Like, come on, this is, he, you're facing a lefty. This is what you're here for, bro. You're here to rip lefties. I, I know, it's one game. It's spring training. You got to calm down. I am calm. What I'm telling you, is that he better hit. Like, I, I believe Darren Ruff's got a hit because Mark Vientos, the clear and present danger to Darren Ruff's roster spot, more than Beatty, more than Mauricio, it's Vientos. Vientos has hit. And it is early, and there's going to be plenty more at-bats for Vientos, for Ruff, for Mauricio, for all these guys to perform. They got, they got a lot of opportunities coming up over the next few weeks for the reasons we laid out. But he's got a hit, man. And I'm not going to have a lot of patience. Pete doesn't have any patience. He's done with him already. Like, Darren Ruff could hit 550 in spring training. He's done with him. And I stand by a prediction I made. I said uh, a few months ago, I said it before spring training, and maybe I'm being more hopeful than anything, but Darren Ruff will not be on this roster come opening day because there are too many better options. Mark Vientos is a better option. Tim LaCastro is a better option. Ronnie Mauricio, not that he'll make it, is a better option. Takes a little bit of creativity, but Brett Beatty is a better There's a lot of better options. When Danny Mendick puts a couple of hits together, he's going to be a better option. So I, I don't know what Billy Epler's thinking. I don't. Like, is Billy Epler basically saying, look, he's not going to be on the roster. I just hope he hits a little bit, and then I could trade him. Or is Billy Epler saying, you guys are crazy. He's going to be on the roster. I gave up like 18 minor leaguers for him and J.D. Davis. He's going to be on the roster no matter what these big mouths say. I don't know. But I am predicting, and I stand by this, he will not be on the roster come opening bleeping day. Because you're hoping he's going to be on the I.L. But that's not going to happen. He will be on the. I, I and unfortunately, this is where you and I 
differ, and it's weird because we're talking about $3 million. We're not talking about a $20 million contract, $10 million contract. It's $3 million. It's easy to just eat and just say, you know what? We tried. It's not working out. But I do think that they have this mindset of, on paper, his statistics show that he should be hitting lefties, and he, and he will play because that is their solution for the DHs. Vogel back at the left left side, Dan Ruff on the right side. It's I'm convinced that they are convinced of that. I I think that's what they thought, but I think at some point you've got to make a decision. And he was awful last year after the trade, and he's going to have about a month, a little bit less than a month, three weeks to hit. And I know with a lot of veterans, we're not going to look at how they perform in spring training, but I do think for a guy that was so bad for a few months and didn't do his job effectively, you have to look at his performance and say, is this worth it? Now, what helps Darren Ruff is that Vientos can easily go to AAA, right? All these guys have options. You're not risking losing a player the way you are with some of these pitchers' decisions. We'll get you an update on. So they could easily just say, hey, look, no big deal. Ruff's on the team. If we change our mind in a week, he's gone. If he doesn't hit for a week, he's gone. So they could go that route. I'm not sure that they will. In terms of the pitchers, John Curtis is off to a tremendous start. Uh, John Curtis is one of those guys they brought in a year ago. He was coming off an injury, gave a two-year deal. They basically were banking that. He's not going to give us anything in 22. Maybe he gives us something in 23. Three innings, one hit, no runs, six strikeouts, no walk. Uh, Bryce Montes de Oka is also really impressive. He throws so damn hard. He's got a lot of bite on his fastball. We saw him briefly last year. Uh, his big issue is control. Can he throw strikes? Two innings, two walks, four strikeouts. Pretty typical. But when I've seen him pitch, he's looked very impressive. TJ McFarlane has not one of those guys with an outside shot to make the team as he lefty reliever. And I mentioned the Zach Green thing. Zach Green has been awful. Three and two-thirds innings, five runs, and five walks. He's off to just an absolutely awful start. And Steven Nagosik, we mentioned at the top uh, when we were making our roster predictions a few pods ago, he's got a head start to make this team because he's out of options. And so that's a big part of this. You can easily take Bryce Montes to Oka, and he's at AAA. No harm, no foul. But with a guy like Steven Nagosik, if he doesn't make the team because he's out of options, he's exposed to waivers where there's a good chance you're going to lose him. He's off to a good start. It's only a couple of innings, so it's it's tough to get nuts about it. But he's looked good. And I, I, I think he has a leg up to make the team just based on the fact they don't want to lose him. Zach Green had the same similar situation where Zach Green was claimed in the Rule 5 draft if he doesn't make the team, he sends back to the Yankees. They they lose him. But he's gotta be he's gotta be halfway decent. Like he can't make the team walking five guys in two and a third innings. That's not gonna happen. Well, I have you know, here's the weird thing about this stuff, right? So like I, a lot of times we're seeing people in pitchers in spring training working out some kinks, working out some pitches and stuff like that. Where do you draw the line? Where do you like, like sometimes, like example, we saw Carlos Rodon get shelled the other day for the Yankees. Was he working out some pitches or was he just, is it going to be a bad season for Carlos Rodon? Where do you sit there and judge off of the pitchers? There are nine guys who can work on whatever the hell they want. Okay. The five starting pitchers. Now we include Peterson instead of Quintana and four relievers who are locks to make the team. Drew Smith, Adam Adovino, 
David Robertson, Brooks Raleigh, and Edwin Diaz. That's my line. No one else gets that benefit. Um, Tommy Pham gets that benefit, right? Tommy Pham is not off to a good start. Look, he's not in danger of losing his spot. I think Darren Ruff is because for two reasons. A, because he was so bad last year. And number two, there are guys knocking on the door who are better. Now, that that's the thing that hurts Darren Ruff, that there are guys banging on that door who could be better options. So I think when you combine ineffectiveness last year, he's old. Let's not let's just not ignore that. It's not like he's 28 years old or 31 years old. He's in his mid to late 30s now. I think he's 36, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they don't get that benefit of the doubt. When it comes to pitching, John Curtis is trying to make the team. Steven Nagosik's trying to make the team. Zach Green is trying to make the team. Unless he wants to go back and be in the Yankee organization, which maybe he does. I don't know. Uh, there's no excuse. There's no I'm working on that. You got to be effective. I, I don't know how else GMs and managers make decisions like that. It's not just stats. I'm not saying it is because it's usually not a big sample size. So there are other things you're looking at. But you got to look effective. You know, you've got to be effective. Uh, and then you can make the team. If you're not, you don't make the team. It's as simple as that. Starling Marte is going to play on Friday, by the way. You know, we mentioned him before that he has not played yet. Brandon Nimmo hasn't played yet. Not a big deal at this moment. To me, I would start to worry about position players not playing, I'd say, about two weeks before opening day. That'd be my line. We're not quite there yet. I mean, it's still three. We're three weeks from opening day, I think, is where we're at. Three weeks from Thursday is opening day. The Mets obviously open up in Miami. So I'd say if they didn't play for another week, I'd start to worry about the ramp up and worry about facing live pitching because what are you going to do? Get five plate appearances and then just go out there and play on opening day? So Starling Marte, last check, is scheduled to start on Friday for the Mets and make his debut coming off of the groin injuries.